Welcome to the Holy Authentic Life Podcast. My name is Bruce. And I'm Tammy. And we're so glad to get to hang out with you today. Yes, we are. We are super excited because we are here to share with you about the hope we have for a vibrant and sustainable life in Christ. Man, this is going to be good. Let's do this thing. Can we start today by playing a game? I'm ready. What kind of game? I thought we would start with the game that everybody affectionately calls Two Truths and a Lie. Oh my gosh. Wow. I know you know me better than anyone else, so (laughs) part of this game may just be weird. Why? I don't know, because how are you not going to know the truth? But I don't know. thought I would do this. I have like two rounds Oh. Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. You're going to tell me two things that are actually true and one thing that's a lie, and I have to guess the lie. Yes. Okay. Number one, I have spent time on four different continents. Hmm. Number two, I have dual citizenship in the Seychelles because my parents were missionaries there. Hmm. And number three, I once slept in a covered wagon in Australia. Man. These are easy because I know you. <laughs> it's not. It's not fair. It's not fair. Okay, so do I just bust out the lie? Sure. Okay, ahead. you do not have dual citizenship in the Seychelles because <laughs> no, but a really good friend of mine did oh. uh, because his parents were missionaries in the Seychelles and they did. Nice. So that's why I did that. Okay, second round. Okay. Probably also just as easy, Oh, but we shall see. Okay, I'm ready. Number one, I can name all of the presidents of the United States in order, backwards or forwards. Mm. Number two, I memorized the Gettysburg Address for an assignment in school. Hmm. Number three, biographies and books about history are my favorite books to read. Okay. I know you can do the president. So one is obviously true. Two, uh, I don't know. But number three, I know is true. So I'm going to have to go with two again is the lie that you did not memorize the Gettysburg Address. Actually, uh oh, all three of them are true. Dang, that's not fair. You're not playing by the rules. I'm not playing by the rules, but I did it to make a point. Okay, let's hear it. How do you know the difference mm. between what's true and not true in a world that's filled with persuasive manipulation? Yes. Fake gemstones, mm. polished performances, and flawless special effects. Wow. I could have very easily pulled three things that were fake. Yeah, of course. And so that's why I brought this up today for us to just have this conversation about being real. We want to lead people or inspire people to have a wholly authentic life, being able to be real, who we are, who God made us to be, because that gives us peace. It helps us relax. I am not relaxed as long as I'm trying to live up to someone else's expectation, as long as I'm trying to live a lie as if it were the truth. Mm, Yeah. First of all, let me just say, that's real easy to get ourselves into without even realizing we're there. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we set out to just out and out lie about who we are, but we find ourselves in this situation where we're just pretending to be something we're not. And that keeps growing and growing. And the next thing you know, our lives are just stressed out. Yeah. 
And some of that may have to do with the friends we have in our lives, the people we're trying to impress, you know, mm-hmm. the way they see us or how we think they see us, however mm-hmm. that is. And so, yeah, you really make a good point. I'm still a little frustrated that you tricked me in the second round because <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Did you really do the Gettysburg Address thing? Yes, I don't oh. still have it memorized, <laughs> but oh yeah. Wow, Didn't did everybody not... have to memorize the Gettysburg Address back in the day? I did didn't have to but anyway no I wow. I just am so like that's right you don't like history <laughs> I don't you are not a history person well I mean I didn't wait a minute you're not a math person either <laughs> what kind of person am I? I don't know. No, it's true. You know, part of history, my issue is that I just didn't have good experiences in school Mm -hmm. with that particular type of classes. And so you have actually inspired me to enjoy history more since we've been married. But yeah, it is true that I've struggled with that. I was very fortunate. I had great history teachers, both in high school and in college, that really inspired me to want to know more. Um, My favorite is a man who just told history as if he lived it. It was a story. Every day you would walk into his class and he would say, where did we leave off yesterday? (laughs) So he's just like telling these stories. Yeah. And and honestly, that was his way of knowing whether or not you paid attention, but who didn't pay attention in his (laughs) class? And we would start naming off things that we remembered from the day before. And he'd be, okay, well, let's pick up right there and just tell the story. And I I swear to you, he and Alexander Hamilton were actual friends. (laughs) Wow. Oh, that is so, you were so blessed to have that. This is interesting. And I love how you're sort of tying all this in to our theme today, which is really trying to live from that place of being real. Yeah, he was real. History was a part of his life. He told it as if he lived it because he loved it. He wasn't putting on anything fake. He brought things to life because it came from his heart. And that's what we're desperately needing in our lives, to live a holy, authentic life. Mm, I like that. When we see it, it's beautiful. Mm, It's so cool. And when you're around people like that, Mm -hmm. it's just so attractive. You really want to spend time with those people. You want them in your life. You admire those qualities that they have. What is it that we are trying to do with these podcasts? What's our purpose? And it really starts from this question of what is real in your life? And what are things that maybe aren't that need Mm -hmm. to go? Mm -hmm. And that could be, like you said, living out of this false self, trying to please people trying to live to impress and then we kind of get stuck in this space where we're having to maintain that Mm -hmm. illusion maintain that persona however you want to say it yeah I really personally am frustrated in the ways that I have fallen into this in my own life how am I just putting out on the outside something that looks perfect when on the inside, I'm questioning, I'm doubting, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, all of those kinds of things. And if I were to be fully authentic, I think it is the fear that people will walk away, that someone will turn on me. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that you're naming that and I have the same struggles. We've talked a little bit about in the past exploring the iceberg and going through these emotions daily and I've been really trying to watch myself if that makes sense. I'll come through a day and have different emotions or different interactions with people and different things and it's like why did I react that way? What was that about? Instead of just acknowledging it not facing it instead sort of asking myself what was the temptation behind that action that maybe you didn't choose that, but you were thinking about it, right? And you ended up making a good choice, but there was that moment of choice where you could have held on to resentment or unforgiveness, Mm -hmm. or you could have just not engaged in that conversation with the person, not responded to the the text message or, or the email or whatever. And instead you choose to face it, do the right thing, engage, care, put your heart out there where it could hurt, but you're gonna love anyway in the midst of it. We're talking about some really important and real things. Mm-hmm. And and I acknowledge the fact that it's a death sentence for my heart if I try to live something inauthentically. It's fine to pretend for a while, that's doable. But long-term, it's just damaging to our hearts, to our minds, to the point where I've seen people who've developed this habit of exaggeration in their life so much that I don't even know that they know when they're speaking 100% the truth or when they're embellishing something and telling it as if it were the truth. Gosh, we do that long enough, then we're confused. We don't even remember what's real in our past or what was a story we made up. Knowing the difference between am I being real or am I perpetuating something that's just an exaggeration? It's what I want to be, but it's not who I really am. And how damaging is that to our hearts? Yeah, it's not a good place to live from. I want to just name it that there are times that this can just feel like a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. that that trying to be something that maybe we're not or live up to some expectation or standard that we have about ourselves or, or that we feel like others have for us, it is just a lot of pressure and it can feel overwhelming. I know just as a counselor, there are moments that I have to come back to. I don't have to always have the exact right word for every session, you know. Totally impossible. Yeah, it's like I am not God. I am not infinite. I am not the the wisest person in existence that is him he's divine and just letting go and releasing that to the lord has been huge for me just as you know as a counselor and in those moments just recognizing i just need to be present i need mm-hmm. to listen i need to empathize i need to give tools i need to give helps but if i had this expectation that gosh i've got to do everything every single thing right in every single session like ah it can just be overwhelming mm-hmm. and so i think for me i've learned just how to release how to pray more how to depend on god more that it's him that is at work and that he is the one that is ultimately in control. And so recognizing my limitations mm-hmm. and then also leaning into who he is and how he is working in the lives of the ones I counsel and just trusting him. It's mm-hmm. been so helpful. 
how do we know where our sincerity begins and ends? We're so used to being asked to perform at a certain level because the world around us is all about perfection. And all of a sudden we find ourselves trying to live up to that expectation. And we are both frustrated. And at the same time, we have a hard time telling the difference even in ourselves. When am I being sincere? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's really soul killing because it doesn't bring life and it brings kind of this feeling that we're on this treadmill and that's all I can, can think of is it just goes on and on and on and it gets faster and faster and faster and I can't keep up. And it's like, I want off. Give me right. a moment to just hit the pause button. And this robs us. Yeah. What we're talking about is the relationship between being and doing. Yes. And I love this. And I know we're asked and called as Christians to examine our hearts. And Mm -hmm. that's really this process that we're talking about is taking a moment to pause, stop the treadmill for a second and examine where are my motives here? And this is why I said earlier, I've been watching myself. Like, what is that? And why did you do that? And asking some of those hard questions instead of just moving on and just kind of going from one day into the next, into the next with no real growth, no real change, Mm -hmm. but really allowing God to convict me when I'm inauthentic, Mm -hmm. when I'm living in order to please others or whatever that is. And then to recognize the times when I am living from that true centered place in my heart where Mm -hmm. I am authentic and I am real. And a lot of this is getting in touch with those core emotions too. That is a huge part of looking at, are you being real here or are you just fake? Mm -hmm. We fall into the idea of doing first because it's what people see. It's what we think will produce change in our lives. If we somehow align everything correctly and do all the right things, then it will produce the life that we're looking for. The problem with that is at the end of the day, doing will not produce what we hope it will. Yeah. It's a false sense of accomplishment, Mm -hmm. but nothing internally has to change. And so when we focus on becoming who we need to be, then our actions flow out of who we are. There is a truer self that comes out. If being doesn't come first, we have these moments where our heart feels torn apart. We feel like we're constantly being pulled in two directions, but also questioning our motives in everything. Whereas if we focus on becoming, being a person of integrity, being a person of character. From a pure heart. Yeah. And I like that. And I think just having this focus, like, am I doing all this externally just to be seen by others? Or is it something internally that I'm trying to align myself with who God says I am Mm -hmm. and how he loves me? And it's so different. It's such a shift that you're moving from that just strictly and the world definitely looks at performance and externals and Mm -hmm. all the stuff and and everything there and so just having that this awareness and this is this is good just to talk about and to bring it into the light is that we need to shift from these behaviors and all that stuff to being Mm -hmm. I love that doing leaves us with questions yeah whereas being fills us with confidence what I do is based on who I am who God made me to be. So it's identity. My identity Mm -hmm. becomes action and reality. And it's no longer that I'm an actor. 
Right. Playing the part in a role, saying the lines, the script. There's a joy in that. Right. Well, we can't lose it Mm -hmm. because we find it in Christ and who he says we are. Mm -hmm. And I think that that just comes from a more centered, anchored place. It can't be lost. It isn't something that we have to earn. It's been freely given. Mm -hmm. We just receive that. And then that informs our thinking and then our actions. I love that you just used the word anchor. Yeah. That's such a cool word. It reminds me of the verses in Hebrews where it talks about things that we can be so confident in, in our relationship with God. And he says, therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Yes. And so every time you mention the word anchor, that's what it it takes me to. I just love that. And that's really kind of what we're talking about here. Authenticity, confidence from being who God made us to be is that strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. I want to be aware of whether or not I am truly living out of an authentic, sincere heart. That may not always look beautiful. It might look pretty raw at times, if For we're sure. honest, that it isn't that polished. It isn't necessarily without flaws. Oh. It's going to be like... Spoken like a true wife, <laughs> looking at her husband. Yeah, it's not flawless. <laughs> oh, gosh. I could say this. I'm just you looking at me. And so it's just, it's good, though. I, I think what we're finding is coming from this place of being authentic, being real, is life-giving. And that's what we, that's where we're trying to get to. We're not wanting to focus completely on the negatives. We're trying to say, here's the problem. And then this is the solution. Right. I mean, if you want me, I believe that I have been given the spiritual gift of criticism. And so if you want me to become totally critical of everything around me in the world and all of that kind of stuff, yeah, I can go there. That's just me being real. Oh, man. That's not me being helpful. I was going to say, there's, yeah, there's the double edge of that, right? We've talked a lot about your gifts can also be your weaknesses, right? (laughs) I'm not sure that criticism can be considered a spiritual gift. It's not. Many people exercise it. Not a fruit of the spirit. It's not a fruit of the spirit. (laughs) There is is no patience there. There is no gentleness there. There is no kindness in criticism often. And so, no. No, that's not who I want to be. No. I want to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And so I want to recognize it when I see it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be critical of it. I want to identify it and quite frankly, live differently. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Kind of call it out for what it is and say, nope, no more. And notice I am not calling it out publicly. <laughs> I do not need to take to social media and rant No. over what I see no. fake in this or fake in that and all that kind of stuff. I just don't need that. That's not helpful to me or anybody else. Right. Yeah. Actually being aware of those areas in our own lives where we have the temptation of living fake. And well, first asking yourself this question, where is that coming from? Is it out of fear that people will walk away? Don't beat yourself up, but recognize these places and these Mm -hmm. areas where you're tempted to live inauthentically and asking yourself why. There's no doubt that fear is a big motivator. Oh, man. The problem is, is that we're often afraid of the wrong things. And every time we lay down at night, we just cry Mm. because all day has just been another moment on the stage 
and something in ourselves just dies every time. As you said that, it makes me think of some of the the best comedians that we have watched over the years. And many times we find out that they were hiding behind that humor and underneath was a very sad heart. The problem is you can't do that long term. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So I guess our solution, let's focus on the good. Since we've kind of called out the struggle, the focus on the good is, well, what's the goal? The goal is to live in a real way from a real heart that's who we really are. Gosh, I had a lot of reels there. But getting down to the core of who did God make us to be? Because that's where our identity really comes from. Mm -hmm. And so if we can start living out of that, there's this freedom there's this mm-hmm. joy, there's this vibrant sustainability that mm-hmm. we're coming from. We're not trying to be something we're not. We are being who we are made to be. Your heart is a treasure. Mm, that's beautiful. I really love that. And I like coming to this realization of, man, for years, <laughs> layers upon layers, maybe I've been building this false identity, false self, that I could just strip that away and put that aside. That is such a freeing thing. Yes. And I will return to the idea that this is about being. Yep. This is not about just simply changing our actions. Mm. And that changes the way we interact with the world. It makes us okay with our imperfections, makes us okay with having real conversations that are hard. When we begin to speak authentically from our truest self, that will deepen the relationships we have with our friends. It will deepen the relationships we have with coworkers, with those in authority over us, because we're just real. I like the idea that no matter what, we are stepping into this real authentic way of living and that we are embracing the things that we struggle with. Part of healing in that is actually accepting some things that maybe you have struggled or pushed against Mm -hmm. or resisted and you just have this peace when you go, hmm, okay, so this is true. And and there's a coolness in that. I like that. There is. And you're not telling people, Mm -hmm. hey, you're mean. I know. So you just need to accept the fact that you're mean and keep living as the mean person that you are. (laughs) It's not like that. It's more recognizing those those areas that maybe you, I don't know, you've just always pushed away from and you just say, hmm, okay, this is where I am. And maybe it's not how I want to be, but it's how I am and I want to work on that. Mm, yes. Know? So you're yeah. identifying the truth, mm-hmm. living yeah. from that, accepting yeah. that that's where you are now. Right. So that you can actually move your being from where you are to where you want to be. Which is great. So really, first of all, we just have to start where we are. Yeah. And instead of getting caught up in constantly seeing the fakeness of people around you, you just focus on yourself and say, God, how can you make me more authentic today? How can I live more authentic today in a world that's filled with things that are not authentic? Yeah. And Jesus, how can I be more like you? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the beauty of who he was that we look at no matter who he was around in scripture, he was always true to his father and to his mission. He Mm -hmm. was not trying to impress. He was not trying to please. He wasn't ever fake. He was always real. 
Look at what injustice he allowed to happen to himself. Amazing. So that he could show that he loved us regardless of what we did. Ultimately, our goal is to be more like him. And at the risk of becoming repetitive. Right. Doing mm. good things yeah. is not Mm-mm. becoming more like Jesus. No, just the external stuff. It's just not going to do it. No. There has to be something deeper down within us that we're reaching beyond our actions to how we think, what we believe, who we are, and letting it all flow out of that. We are not going to become more like Jesus just by doing good things. Well, the Pharisees and Sadducees had the same issue. They had a lot of rules, a lot of laws, a lot of legalistic behaviors in order to be righteous. Mm -hmm. And I think Jesus kind of said, hey, unless you're going above and beyond what they do. Which he was basically saying, this is pretty pointless. Right. (laughs) Trying to get there through doing, it just isn't going to ever work. No. Which means that we have to spend more time in God's presence. We have to spend time in his word listening to the Holy Spirit's encouragement in our hearts and in our lives to be saturated in God's presence. And that sounds so weird when I say it that way, to be saturated in God's presence. But how am I going to become more like him if I don't spend more time with him? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I just love this conversation. I like the way this topic has come up and we're wrestling with it. I mean, that's what it is. We're we're kind of in this wrestling match of... yes. Uh, I know people are looking at what I do, but internally I'm wrestling with it's not matching up. And I just like the real (laughs) of what we can do here. And I hope this brings some life and encouragement to you as you're hearing us wrestle through these things. Yes. And please feel free to wrestle on your own. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay that we don't have everything figured out, that this is a life that we're pursuing. The end is not the goal necessarily. The end is going to be the end and we're going to get there eventually. But it's this journey. It's this... The process, right? Process. It's the lifelong wrestling. (laughs) There we go. Day in and day out. Yeah. That helps us to become everything that we need to become, that God needs us to become, that other people in our lives honestly need us to become. Oh, I like the way you said that because it will have an impact on those around us Mm -hmm. when we live free, when we live real, Mm -hmm. we live authentic lives that does have kind of a weightiness to it. Mm -hmm. When I'm around people that (laughs) that aren't afraid to be themselves, like we said earlier, it's just there's a beautiful kind of quality. It's refreshing. Yeah. You know what? There are going to be people in our lives who think they need us to simply do what they want us to do. Yeah. But what they really need is for us to be who they need us to be. Yes. Wow. So true. You know, there's just truly nothing like being genuine and authentic. And I think that's what Peter was getting at when he talked to us about going through trials and difficult times, how it produces something genuine in us. Yeah. So Peter says, So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love Him even though you have never seen Him. Though you do not see Him now, you trust Him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting Him will be the salvation of your souls. That is the key to a holy, authentic life. 
that is vibrant and sustainable in Christ. <laughs>